Welcome to the Forsyth Mags podcast, a show that celebrates all that is good and happening in Winston-Salem and Forsyth County. I'm your host, Brooke Eagle. Let's dive in. Forsyth Mags podcast, and this is actually our very first uh, Zoom podcast recording. We always do in-person studio interview type things, and so this is something new and fun and different, and I'm super excited that we have Kaylin and Debbie Lanier here with me today. Hi, ladies. Hi. Thank you for having us. Yeah. It's exciting. So um, Debbie and Kaylin are a mother-daughter duo, which is near and dear to my heart since I get to work with my mom a lot too. But um, Debbie, I'll start with you. Just give us a little uh, brief history of kind of how you got started with the magazine and kind of what you do for people that most people know who you are, but for the few people that don't. (laughs) Um, It's great to be with you, Brooke. Um, I got to know your mom because she would bring her team years ago um, to our church Hope Community, where we would annually do a dinner theater. And so they would come. It was just a really nice um, evening, great dinner with Chef Jeff Bacon um, at the food bank in Providence Kitchen that um, goes to our church. And so we would have a really nice dinner and um, dramas that evening. And so I just got to know her through that time together. I think she asked me to um, write a couple of things as um, things would come up. And so um, I don't know, I truly can't even remember how it all evolved. Um, I just remember um, uh, just after I lost uh, my sister-in-law to cancer, she was 47. And um, I I was hurting, grieving, but I knew that I was not alone. A lot of people had kind of experienced that and were trying to find their way forward with their own loved ones. Um, I remember having a conversation with Keela and said, you know, I'll write. Um, Let me write. Uh, You don't have to pay me. Just let me write what I love to write. What, you know, let me um, speak about the passions in my heart. Your mom has been incredible. She's never gone back on her word. Um, there were times probably she's thinking, what? Uh, I don't know. But she has just always let me um, have a voice for what the passions were going on inside of me. And so I'm grateful. I love your mom. Um, I love this team. And so I've been doing this since maybe 2012. I don't know. It's been yeah. a long time. That sounds about right. Yeah. And it is genuinely one of the most popular columns in the whole magazine. Um, it's called oh. it's called Keeping It Real for anybody who who hasn't read it. But I mean, even just the other day, I had a I had a guy come up to me. Um, well, I guess it wasn't the other day. It's been a while ago. <laughs> and, um, like, oh, you're with that Forsyth woman. Do you know? Do you know Debbie Lanier? She writes a column in your magazine every month. And I'm like, yeah, I know. But it's just so uplifting and powerful. And um, we're just grateful to have to have you there to write it because people get so much out of it. Um, truly, they they really do. So thank you. Let me say this before you move on. This is funny. People stop me all the time um, because they because my face is on the page, you know, so they say, wait a minute, are you, 
And so they'll ask me in every kind of place, the only place that I've never been stopped and asked if I was that woman that writes in Forsyth Woman <laughs> is at the gym, which tells you how horrible I look when I'm at the gym. It's like, you can't be her. I don't even, I, I just, I, when I get up and go to the gym, I have no makeup on. I don't even brush my hair. You know, I go to sweat and to work it out. And so I think it's just hilarious that no one ever stops me there. <laughs> no one. <laughs> but yeah, you're, I mean, your picture is on there every month. So I think people, people are used to seeing your face. So they do recognize you. And Kaylin has been a guest writer a few times for that column. Um, the last one you wrote, oh my gosh, it, I can't think of the title of it, but that one like really hit home for me. I really liked that one. Um, oh, it was January. probably, oh, January. I bet yeah. the last one, filter. I think. Filter. Filter. Filter your yes. life. Yeah. Filter your life. Yeah. That was a great one. Thanks. And it's so cool to have, you know, y'all's different perspectives because I think, I would imagine me and Kaylin are similar-ish ages. And so okay. it's just kind of, um, you know, cool to have both the mom perspective and the daughter perspective sometimes too. Absolutely. So. Having moms around is the best. Oh, for sure. For sure. So mm -hmm. I don't want to dwell on this for too long, but I am curious, um, you know, how have you guys been coping with, with everything going on the last month and a half or so? Well, um, First of all, we, we have said to ourselves uh, on a couple of occasions, like, what is it like to, <laughs> to stay in every day <laughs> and be bored? Because that hasn't happened yet. Mm -mm. Yeah. Um, but we, you know, we, I am a pastor on staff. Kaylin is a pastor on staff at mm -hmm. Hope Community Church. And so like all um, places, um, but especially it, this um, uh, is a part of the faith conversation is that pastors and ministers have had to get really creative with ways to stay connected and their people have never needed them more. You know, it, it's a time full of anxiety and um, fear and uncertainty. And so we have um, services that we go to the church three times a week. And we're broadcasting to get out online. And so we're doing that. And then uh, Kaylin and I are doing a Bible study together online every Wednesday at noon. And then uh, we are, our church was already doing this. We have a feeding program. We work with the Hope Project to feed children. So we're making like 350 to 400 lunches every week and then distributing. Wow. That's amazing. But, That's amazing. We were doing that before the crisis, but then when the crisis hit, we knew, you know, that so many of these neighborhoods that we go into to feed children on the weekends, they are now needing healthy meals during the week too. And so we had to, we upped that to serving them three times a week instead of one. And we are distributing food. We have a free a drive-through to distribute food on Saturdays to get it out, you know, boxes of food and frozen food and produce and everything to try to help families whose income has just simply disappeared suddenly. And so we, the only day that we don't have to put on makeup is Monday. <laughs> Mondays are interesting. <laughs> so Monday, you don't want Zoom with us. I'm just saying. <laughs> 
That's so funny. I was just today, like I have on a little bit of makeup today, not much, but um, I don't, yeah, same thing. I haven't put on makeup. I get to go most days without it. And so when I put it on, I'm like, oh, this is nice to feel normal. And you know, I'm still wearing my sweatshirt and my sweatpants. <laughs> there you go. Feels good to put on real clothes uh, sometimes too, for sure. Mm-hmm. For so, real. How long have you officially been uh, been a pastor now on staff? Um, I was ordained and um, became a part of the staff officially last February. Um, okay. I obviously I was born almost in the church building. They were setting up for Easter decorations. Pregnant with me, and she went into labor. So I mean, like I've always been at the church. Um, and so I've always done things at the church, but I officially became on staff, um, last February, 2019. Yeah. 2019. Okay. So is it, are you working with your mom in a different capacity than you had before? Um, I'm trying to think, I I mean, I, I preach when they need me to, um, I do worship with them. Um, I do a lot of our media. She, we started this church um, 30 years ago, we're celebrating 30 years in September. And so when you, when you start a church, you have to do, be able to do everything. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if you do it well. I mean, you just have to do it. And so she watched us um, just kind of do everything. And so when she was just so sure that she wanted to go into ministry full time, we said, well, you know, what do you want to do? And, and we kept trying to nail it down and help her um, focus in on something. And she was like, I don't, I want to do it all. And that sounds crazy, but it's what she watched. And so, um, and, and it helps my ADHD brain. If I had to do one thing, I would get so bored. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can, I can relate to that for sure. So she's just all over the place and, and just is, just gets to use her gifts and stretch herself, um, in, in a lot of ways. So it's hard to really pinpoint, like we both have our hands in every direction yeah possible That's um we're do some together but it's so. adventurous you know we never get totally bored. adventure <laughs> yeah that's awesome I love that I think I, I can say similar things for my mom and I we're both um kind of have our hands in a little bit of everything and we you know I tell people we get along um really well about 90 to 95 percent of the time <laughs> the other five to ten percent meh I think that's pretty good. That's it. Mm-hmm. We're doing this. Um, we're during the shutdown. We just said we want to bring a little bit of sanity in the shutdown. And so um, it kind of just organically happened. You know, uh, we, it was nothing we planned, but people were asking. And so we started doing this Bible study online on Facebook Live on Wednesdays at noon. And it's hilarious that, oh. because we are a lot alike in a lot of ways that like, the hour before it's good, we're coming down to it, we really haven't strategized and organized well. Like, I need my ducks in a row. Okay, if we're on the Enneagram, she is a three wing two, I'm a two wing three. Does that mean anything to you? But, yeah. I, yeah, I'm a type eight, I think. So, I'm not, I don't know what my wing is, and I don't know, I'm not super familiar with all of it, but I think it's so interesting, and I think everybody should figure out what they are. This is fascinating. <laughs> But when just when it's minutes before, like in that last hour before we go on, there's no real plan. You know, I've kind of looked over things. She's looked over things, but we really haven't spent a lot of time look, making a plan together. Well, that makes me crazy. And she's too like, well, you just chill out. It's no big deal. And, no 
She's like, your three is working overtime right now. Would you just calm down? Working your way, become a two. <laughs> so it's, but we bring out that she makes me better. And we just kind of, you know, I'm looking for some structure and she's like, ah, uh, it'll all come together. It works. Yeah, I mean, you guys bring out, bring out the strengths in each other. I'm sure. <laughs> we bring out yeah. something. <laughs> that's, how, that's how I go into um, this podcast to be totally honest I don't come up like I have some like notes and stuff but I don't come in super prepared because I don't ever want it to sound super scripted um, mm-hmm. and, and the same thing with your bible study I think if you prepared too much it would take away some of the authenticity of the conversations that happen so truth you're yeah. right she stretches me <laughs> <laughs> that's good I love the um Sanity in the shutdown. I, I like that. I like the alliteration that's going on there. <laughs> we might need to make that into our hashtag. We were trying to find something to name it. Yeah. I like it. That's a great idea. <laughs> that, that can be the title of this episode. Sanity in the shutdown. According <laughs> to your definition of sanity, but yes. Yeah. yeah so crazy. Well, um, I'm trying to think. So I, I did see the Bible study. I have seen on Facebook Live. I think that's, I haven't participated yet, but I think that's such a great idea. Um, it's been so fun to watch because you have to take something, you know, positive out of all of this. But I think it's great to see all the creativity that these businesses, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, any business from churches to restaurants to, you yeah. know, local magazines, <laughs> how you, that you kind of have to um, think outside of the box and it kind of forces you to do that and Mm -hmm. which at first was a little bit personally for me a little bit of a of a struggle to be creative under stress like that but um you know kind of get get yourself to calm down and that's when you can have some good ideas and and be right Mm -hmm. I think this whole season has you know it forces us um, to learn some things about ourselves that we've been so busy and stayed so preoccupied with other things. Um, I'm saying, you know, me first. Um, but we we learn some things about ourselves and um, and some things that we thought we could not live without. We absolutely can. And some things that weren't that important all of a sudden have really become important. So um, it truly is a reset time, I think, for all of us to kind of just recalibrate and, um, you know, sharpen ourselves. We're, as you said, we're being forced to think of things in a different way, find creative ways. It's in all of us. You Mm -hmm. know, we're made that way. Mm-hmm. Um, we're made as creators, mm-hmm. um, and yet we're made for relationship. And I think that's really hard, you know, for a lot of people, depending on where you are on the Enneagram, some people are thinking this is a slice of heaven <laughs> and other people think it's a version of hell. <laughs> yeah. You know, for me, it's like on Monday, it'll be a slice of heaven. And then on Tuesday it's hell. <laughs> like it goes, it's there it's you go. up and down. <laughs> Uh-huh. I feel like, yeah, I'm like, some days I'm like, oh, you know what? I got this. I'm, this is good. I have my, you know, my new normal, like this is, it's going to be fine. And the next day I'm like, oh, oh my yeah. gosh. I have found <laughs> in all of this, I've got to have some kind of structure and routine. Like, I feel like I, I love the freedom, but I'm like, I've got to have some kind of structure. I, we were on a Zoom call with our college kids last night. And I'm like, I felt like I wanted to be free and fly away. And now I'm realizing I really want a box. Like, <laughs> yeah. I really need something here. And then once I'm in my structure, I'll, I'll thrive and I can do stuff, but I, I need 
I need my boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> so do y'all, you were talking about the Enneagram. Um, do y'all have like a, a book that you read about it or how, or did you just do the tests online or? <laughs> that, that's a Kaylin question. I got it most, well, I, I kind of got us going on it. Um, one of my cousins is actually an Enneagram coach. And so I would see all of her stuff. Um, and then I am a podcast addict. Um, like I always have podcasts going and yeah. just various people that I listen to were big in the Enneagram. And so like whenever they would have guests on, they would just start talking about, oh, so what are you? Well, this is me. That's how we're friends. This is why this is hard. And like listening to it more and more, I just got really intrigued. Um, and so I started kind of doing a little bit of a deep dive. And now a whole group of us have started to deep dive together. Um, yeah. I love Beth McCord, the My Enneagram coach online. She does a free test. She will do like um, the test. It, it'll tell you what number you are, your wing. It does a whole breakdown of what number you are, um, what percentage you are of each number. Because we all have like every number to an yeah. extent. It's just we're stronger in some areas. Um, yeah. And then you can do coaching on her. And she does it from a Christian perspective. Um, just saying like, this is also who you are like in Christ. This is what you're looking for in relationships. This is what, um, your core desires are. This is what your core fears are. And it's just, it's terrifying. It really is. You feel very vulnerable when you, but, but it does, it makes you more Mm self-aware. Um, and then more aware of the people that you love that are around you and why they, you know, engage you a certain way and why things, some things are difficult for them. And you thought they were just being difficult. No, it, that when you understand it, you, you understand it, you understand yeah. them better mm-hmm. and can grace them a lot more and understand the grace that's been given you. Uh-huh. <laughs> grace has been given. Yeah. Because the Enneagram I know some of the tests, like you, it can change, but the Enneagram, like that's you, that's you were born kind of a specific type and that, and it's not, it doesn't change. Is that right? You can become more things like there's every, every Enneagram type. I think it's a misconception for a lot of people to think, Oh, you're a number so-and-so like when you say you're a number eight, you know, an unhealthy eight can be really unhealthy and it can be ugly. An unhealthy three can be ugly, but every one of these types can be beautiful. It depends on if you're living in the healthy, you know, version of this, but it helps you see where you go off track to the left or to the right and and what happens. And so, but I think instead of it really just being in your DNA, I think it's the nurture nature thing is a lot of it is your childhood experiences, Mm -hmm. you know, how you perceive things, how you were perceived um, that really has a big piece in helping you um navigate now and as you go through certain seasons i think it it can shift a little bit because maybe more seasons will grow you in certain ways to where you're a lot stronger in this area now than you used to be um like i'm horrible at saying no to things and i will horribly overextend myself and that's a problem i have to where i will get so unhealthy because i'm so stressed out and so, like, I'm trying so hard to get better at saying no and creating the boundaries of the box mm-hmm. um, that it's making me, or I'm trying to be anyways, a healthier two in that respect. And so I think depending on just really your season, your your number can go up and down a little bit. But. Yeah, sure. Because the traits of a healthy eight or whatever are so yeah. different than the traits of an unhealthy mm-hmm. eight or two or whatever. Yeah. If so for anybody listening, if... If you don't know your Enneagram type, I would highly recommend uh, doing the research and figuring out which one you are. It'll be pretty clear pretty quick. I know it was 
Um, and people that you're close with, you're like, oh, that's what my mom is. Or that. Uh-huh. <laughs> we did it with our college ministry the other day, and we didn't tell them what we thought they were. We wanted them to take it first and then tell us what they got. And we were like, yep, you need to take the test again. <laughs> Maybe? I knew it. And like, you're yeah. like looking at all the different reactions to all of them. It was so funny. It is. It's spot on. It's so funny. I love yeah. that. Yeah, I'm really into stuff like that. I think it's I think it's super interesting and kind of can help you grow and help your relationships with uh with yourself and with other people for sure. So I was a psych major and um mm-hmm. did some work in counseling before I went into full-time ministry. And so if I were not in full-time ministry, I would still be doing something like that to help people. Um, I'm fascinated with why people do what they do and and helping them. Um, you know, find a way forward. So again, that whole thing, understanding how all the pieces are put together um, for people and marriages and raising children. And um, it's fascinating to me. Yeah. Yeah. So Kaylin, you were talking about that. You love listening to podcasts. What's your, what's your favorite one or two podcasts that you're listening Hmm. to? Anya Sounds. I adore her. Um, and as she says in almost every podcast, she's embarrassingly easy to find Annie F. Downs on podcasts, Instagram, anything. Um, but she'll, she, she comes from a Christian perspective and she'll have um, artists, she'll have musicians, she'll have writers. Um, she will, I mean, she just has just about everybody. Um, and she just makes me laugh and then she'll have people and they'll get like super vulnerable. Um, and so I feel like it's a really growing podcast. And then I just love listening to churches. Um, and so I have various churches that I love to listen to throughout the week. I probably overindulge in podcasts because I'm like, I've got to, to pull it in a little bit, but I, I really do listen to a ton. Um, I think I listen to Bethel a lot. Um, transformation church with Michael Todd. I, I, I listen to a lot really. If that, cause people start asking me for recommendations and I'm like, be careful what you wish for. That's funny. Debbie, what about you? Are you, do you have a podcast recommendation or a book recommendation? I love podcasts. I listen to a lot of Bethel. I listen to, sometimes I'll be listening to a podcast on business and economics. Some I'll be listening on personalities and, and just more of a counselor perspective kind of thing, just helping people. Some it's just straight up church and it feeds me. Uh, she reads truth that does like deep studies. Mm-hmm. I love Audible. I don't know if you use Audible, but I love Kila is a huge Audible fan. She that's what she does all the time. I like I it's weird. I love podcasts, but um somebody reading a book to me just like it's I mean it'll put me to sleep if I'm trying to go to sleep. That you know, that works. But I don't know. It totally depends on the narrator. It well, it it depends on the genre too. Certain books like biographies and I love history. And so if I'm listening to something like that, um I want to listen to it on Audible. But yeah. if it's something I'm really just gleaning a lot of stuff out of, then I want the book in my hands. So, yeah. yeah. Well, and the good thing about Audible is you can listen to it and podcast while you're walking the dog or, you know, mm-hmm. at the gym or whatever. So that's it. I, yeah. You know, I used to read books like the hard the copy books, you know, crazy. And, and I look back now and I'm thinking, what's wrong with me? But it's because everybody now you can't read a book while you're driving or while you're at the gym or while you're getting ready. (laughs) And so, um, 
so to have a podcast or an audible book, you know, is how you learn as you, you know, juggle three or four other things. It's sure. just where we are. Sure. That's what I do as I work. Like I cannot work in the office without headphones in. It just doesn't work. There's too many people coming and going. But I will have like audible and podcasts and stuff she, going constantly. This is how crazy she is. This is your generation though. I can't do oh, this. Gosh, I'm this. Is no, she's working? like putting figures together, doing finance and everything. And yet she's listening to a documentary on the monarchy and, or, or King George, the something out of like 1700 and she, and, and it's not passing her by. Like she'll come home over dinner and she'll say, did you know so and And she picks all these pieces. About, and I'm thinking, how did you do all of that at the same time? But um, you guys, you girls can do all of it. My, my mind and brain are too old for that. Yeah, I don't know. My brain can't do that. I'm a I'm a one task at a time kind of girl. That's impressive, Caitlin. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, yeah. I have, um. let me see, one, two, three. I have six lightning round questions. Okay. And I'll let, and they're just quick answer. I'll let Debbie go first. Debbie, then Caitlin. We'll do like one question at a time. So Debbie, then Caitlin will answer. They're fun. Great. Okay, first one. Favorite junk food? Uh, anything that has carbs, bread or cake. I was just going to say anything sweet. We both have yes. major sweet tooth problems. I, it's bad. It's really bad, especially in the shutdown. Yes. And the gyms are closed. Ugh. We go for really long walks, though. I was going to say, thank goodness for these pretty days because, yes. yeah, all the long walks. I'm, I'm doing all the walking. Mm -hmm. Good for, good for your hormones too. Yes. Carter appreciates that. Oh yeah, for sure. Okay. <laughs> texting or talking? You're talking to me or Kaylin? Debbie. Debbie. Oh. Um, depends on what else is going on. Depends on who it is. I don't know. <laughs> uh, uh, Siri hates me. Can I say that? I, I love texting, but Siri hates me. I've got just that good old Southern slang. And, oh, yes, Siri, <laughs> and Siri just does not get my jam. And so that's frustrating. Um, but if, if I'm on a call with certain people that I love, we can just go a million places, you know, like a girlfriend that we can just go a million places fast. And then I don't even know what happened, but I've lost 45 minutes and they have, and like, <laughs> we just had a blast, but you know, so, um, I don't know. I, I love both, but Siri hates me. So yeah, there's <laughs> that's funny. What about you, Kaylin? Um, I would really say the same thing. Um, because like if it's with a girlfriend, I was walking the other day and one of my best friends called me from Indiana on FaceTime and I was on the phone with her as I walked for over an hour and yeah. it was just everything in the world that we talked about. But if I'm, I guess try, if it's like a to-do list thing, I want a text message. I need a list mm -hmm. and, and I want it to be like be just over and done. But if it's, a long conversation I'm I'm down for seeing your face hearing your voice yeah well I think now like with things how they are now where we're not having the face-to-face -face interaction like usual that we are craving more of like talk like facetiming and talking when before I'm usually around people all the time so um texting would have been I would have definitely said texting before but now I'm like yeah I like to talk to people now yeah <laughs> have some I get it. visual interaction <laughs> okay next one Debbie, how many hours of sleep do you need a night? Hmm. I feel good when I get seven. Yeah. 
and I'm, I, I need, so I need more now, six to seven, um, than I used to. Yeah. I think back to when I was doing my doctoral program and I was doing another program with Chuck Colson at the same time. And I got no sleep. I mean, I would wake up in the mornings and my face, my head would be in my laptop. And mm -hmm. I just, I look back and I think, how did you ever do that? I would just crash and burn now. And so I can go without um, a lot of sleep for a couple of nights, but by about the third day, it's bad. And you don't want to be around me. And yeah, but the shutdown, oh girl, naps are in. Yeah. It is so cool. I sleep so late these yeah. days. I sleep late a little bit later. Um, but I I'm like every other day I'm taking a nap and it's wonderful. I'm loving this life. Good you know, Churchill you. Churchill took a nap every day uh -huh. because he would stay up late working and like he was able to conquer the world. It worked. I'm in. New fad, new trend. Yes. We've done that forever. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Kaylin? How many hours do you need? Oh, probably seven to seven and a half. I am a night owl. And so getting up in the morning is not my friend. I am not a morning person. My roommates in college thought I was just not happy with them for the first several like days until they realized, no, you just got to give me a few minutes in the morning. <laughs> I, I've got to have my sleep or I, I'm probably not the nicest person. Yeah. Fun fact. Fun fact, I get up really early in the mornings and I'm down here and I've been down here a couple of hours and had my coffee and breakfast and, I, and I'm studying, I'm, I'm reading uh, scripture and, and she's a geek too about um, studying scripture. And so I'll have all these questions and she'll come down, you know, just kind of walking through and she's still sleepwalking. <laughs> And I was saying, Kaylin, did you know this? And what are you thinking? Where is this? And what about this? Because she, if she ever learns it, she doesn't forget it. I can know it really well. And next week I have no recollection. So she just looks at me. And now I know, don't do that. Just say good morning and just let it go. <laughs> it depends on the morning. Sometimes she still does. So I am not responsible for I what try not to. answer she gets. try not to. <laughs> that is so funny. I love it. Yeah, I'm, I'm more of a... Um, eight to nine hours a night kind of girl. I need a lot of sleep or same. I'm not pleasant to be around. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. You know that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Next question. Debbie scale of one to 10. How good of a driver are you? <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> okay. I need to preface this by saying, did somebody make you ask me this? <laughs> <laughs> no. I feel like we're being set up. I need to preface this by saying that I grew up in Randleman, which is the hometown of Richard Petty. And so I learned to drive like a stick shift when I was 14 years old. And I drew, I am so old, get this, Brooke. I am so old that I, at the age of 16, they let me drive a school bus. Oh, I'm not even lying. It's crazy. But um, I, I used to, I just love to drive. And so I remember I laid out of school one day when I was 15 with my friends and I was the only one that knew how to drive a stick shift. And so I had to drive our friend's car, a guy that was letting us borrow his car, laying out of school. And I drove up to the Sonic and right beside of me, my mom worked for a car dealership. And so she was in a car that was not hers. And I did not know it. I drove up 
right beside of her. And I'm 15 years old. I am so dead. I mean, it was bad. It was bad. It was bad. So all that to say, if you ask people that know me how I drive, well, don't. Just don't ask them. <laughs> but, um, but this is it. I drive fast. I get where I'm going. Um, yeah. And no, no nonsense. But I've had the least number of tickets or wrecks in my family. Let the record show. <laughs> I love it. Comment, but I will frame. <laughs> All right, Kaylin, what's, what's your number? Um, I, I drive like her. She always told me you can do anything that I do in life. Like you can mimic me and become whatever I do, except what I do when I do when I drive. And I drive. <laughs> the apostle Paul said, follow me in all things as I follow Christ. So I would say to Kaylin as a little girl, like do it like truly I'm trying to, you, you can follow me. I'm trying to do the best I can, except with driving. Don't look, don't pay any attention. Oh <laughs> and, my God. That is so funny. I, I hope cops aren't listening to this. They're going to be looking for my <laughs> lights <laughs> and blank. <laughs> okay, last last question. And we'll let Debbie go first again. What does a person need to be happy? Hmm. Uh, great question, Brooke. Great question. It's a deep question. It is. Yeah. I think I'm just going to be me. And, and it, uh, the passion of my heart. You have to know who you are. Mm -hmm. And I think most people don't have a real sense of who they are. They're looking for it. It's not that they don't want to know. They just, they haven't found it. And you have to know who you are to know why you're here. And because every life has a purpose, it has meaning. You're here on purpose for a purpose. And so if you don't have that sense of purpose of why you get up every day, then it's all a drudgery. It's all too heavy. Um, you don't want to get up. So you've got to have that purpose, but it's hard to find the purpose. It's really impossible to find true purpose until you know who you are. Mm -hmm. And you can't know who you are until you know whose you are. Mm -hmm. um, that you were made by a lover um, of who you are. And he designed you so beautifully you're intricately and wonderfully made he calls you beautiful he delights in you he's good he loves you he is for you and not against you um and no matter how you feel about yourself no matter how other people feel about you no matter what you've been told or how you were treated growing up that's made you feel a certain way that doesn't reflect how god feels about you he's a good good father and so again i think everyone has to have a real sense of purpose and people struggle to find that. And it's hard to find that until you know who you are. And it's really hard. We love talking about the Enneagram, but it's hard to know who you are until you understand whose you are. And that helps you know why you're here and the delight he has in you and that he speaks over you and what he says about you. And from that place, um, you can move in a sense of purpose and you truly are I would not say the word happy at all the time, but you're fulfilled. You know, happy is, is a sentiment that you feel in that moment and it comes and goes. But when you are fulfilled and you have a deep sense of meaning and purpose, then you can ride the waves of happiness. Um, 
because you know what matters and you know you're not in it alone, um, that somebody goes before you and paves the way and, and you know how it ends. So mm-hmm. you didn't ask for all that. No, yeah. I love that. Great answer. I love that. Kaylin, she slipped the words out of my mouth because I was you. Were, you started going on who you are, and I'm like, and who's you are, and I was going to go on that entire part, and she said it. Um, but it, it's the devotional I was actually reading the other day with Corey Asbury, who wrote this big worship song, "Reckless Love." He's like, I've messed up in my life, and all of a sudden, when my son was born, I truly started to understand what real love is. Um, and it was the love that he had for his son. He's like, I realized truly there's nothing I could ever do or that he could ever do that would make me stop loving him, good or bad, because I, I would just always love him. And he's like, and for the first time, I truly understood that was the way that I was supposed to see my love with the Father, um, my love with God. And so when he, and he had known that, but it was a different level of knowing that um, when he had his first son and it, it, it just totally messed me up. But whenever you really know he chose me, like he made me, he formed me. And it was part of a um, message we were actually listening to a while back. They were saying like, the Lord created the world in six days, but yet he chooses nine months to make each and every one of us. Mm. And so we are formed with such detail, with such specificity um, and just such desire and love um, that you're here for a purpose. And so when you know, that's why you're made like that's who you're made by for a reason for um an assignment and just for love itself i think it totally changes how you see everything else it's it's the lens that you begin to see all of life through um you see situations differently you see anything that comes up in your life you see like seasons of your life differently um that when you know who's you know who you are and that that just changes everything I love that. I love that. Debbie, you must be so proud of your daughter. You guys are great. I'm so proud of her. Yeah. I get it from her. Uh, (laughs) She's, she's the best part of me, the better part for sure. You guys are awesome. So kind of to wrap things up, um, tell us a little bit how people can, um, find you guys right now. Um, you know, online, tell us about your, how to find your Bible study one more time. And any other final thoughts that you have? Okay, you social media person, you tell them all that. <laughs> where are we? Uh, we're, we know who we are. We just don't know where we are. <laughs> I got you. Uh, we're both on Facebook, both on Instagram. She's Debbie Norris Lanier um, on Facebook. I'm Kaylin Hope Lanier on Facebook. Um, it's K A Y L Y N. No one ever spells my name right, but there it is. <laughs> There's. <not>. Um, <laughs> we're on instagram um we're doing the life the bible studies live every week on her facebook and then i share it um and we're also obviously on our church's facebook hope community church um and that's that's really kind of all the places that's (laughs) us awesome well thank y'all so much for coming on and um yeah this wraps up another episode of the Forsyth Mags podcast and as always you can find Forsyth Mags on Facebook and Instagram as well at Forsyth Mags and we will see you guys next time. Bye! The views and opinions stated on this podcast are solely those of the contributors and not necessarily those of our distributors or hosting companies. This podcast is copyrighted and cannot be reproduced without expressed written consent of Forsyth Magazines Incorporated. Ooh, that's a mouthful.